Welcome to Season 4, Episode 36 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. for joining us for another week and wherever you are around the world we hope that you are hanging in there and getting a little bit more freedom as restrictions start to ease as the world adjusts to I guess this new normal that we're all living now. Yes and we're certainly sending you our feel-good vibes Every day that we have been, particularly through the Northern Territory and now into WA, Western Australia, we stop and are reminded to be thankful. Uh, These two states have been fairly unaffected during the last six months with COVID and the pandemic. So we've had a couple of little lockdowns, but nothing that's been extended or, or really put that much pressure on us like it has around the rest of Australia. But seeing some restrictions ease this week has really been so fantastic. And we're just excited for our friends and family to finally breathe some uh, fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. And it certainly reminds us to stay grateful and thankful every day. Mm. Okay, we have got a fantastic podcast coming up today, a little celebration and also what I think is the best welcome experience to Western Australia. Yes. So as we left you last week, we crossed over the Western Australian border 30 kilometres down the road into Kununurra for a quick overnight, a bit of a recharge, restock, and a realisation that we probably need to come back and spend a few more nights here in Kununurra. What a place. Who knew? that there was so much that you could do in and around Kununurra. And I didn't really have a picture in my mind of what this place would even look like or the landscape. And it was very surprising. So excited to come back and spend some time here. Yes. And we'll bring you more on this location in next week's episode. Okay. Lake Argol is about 70 kilometres down the road, heading south from Kununurra. It's an easy one hour's drive through some ancient ranges and then you are met with Lake Argyle, that blue expanse of water through those towering mountains and rock formations. Truly a wow moment after spending so much time in outback central Australia and in those dry desert regions to see a lake of this size. Oh, you're so right, Paul. That drive out is just spectacular. Gives you that feeling of anticipation. You know, with each kilometre that you drive towards the lake, it just gets more and more beautiful. And then seeing the water, it's more like stumbling across an inland sea than a lake. Look, I think if Charles Sturt, back in that uh, expedition that he did that we covered over in outback New South Wales coming up through Adelaide. Uh, he was in search of something that probably resembled this, you know, as you say, an inland sea. It is in fact 21 times the size of Sydney Harbour, which is hard to fathom. It is just incredible. And of course, was created as part of the Ord River Irrigation Scheme 
to provide fresh water to the farmers and the farms within this region. And what it has also done is create this beautiful environment for tourism and travellers to come and enjoy and make use of. That's exactly right. It has turned into a major tourism hub, a recreation space. Look, there is, I believe, 1,000 kilometres surface area. And if you were to go from top to tail, it's about 71 kilometres distance. It is truly massive. It is. Well, one of the largest freshwater lakes in the Southern Hemisphere, in fact, with over 650 kilometres of coastline. Just unbelievable. They had a flood through this region uh, back in 2011. Actually, a lot of the east coast of Australia also experienced some pretty major weather events during that year as well. This dam during that flood doubled its capacity. So, I mean, 42 times the size of Sydney Harbour. It is remarkable. And when you see the flood level marker, you just cannot believe that there would be that much water in this catchment. Yeah, it truly is quite amazing and such a beautiful, pristine environment that is also brimming with wildlife. So we stayed at the Lake Argyle Resort and Caravan Park. It really is your only option out here. And what is great is that this particular site was the original campsite for the workforce that constructed this dam wall when it was built. So somebody very clever, I think, came up with the idea, well, before we remove all of that infrastructure, let's actually turn it into a a tourism product and allow people to come out and camp here and have an experience that takes in one of the most spectacular vistas that you could find in Australia. And one of the most incredible feats of engineering too, we learnt all about the construction of the dam and the dam wall in particular whilst we were on a cruise enjoying this beautiful environment. And I tell you what, considering it was built so long ago, without all the modern technologies that we enjoy in this day, it is just Incredible and well worth learning the story of how this entire lake system came about. One of the the great parts of this story is that the day that they decided to blow up one side of this mountain using dynamite, it was actually an American firm that won the contract to do this. They invited the local school children out to watch it be blown up. And (laughs) I just think that is so Australian. (laughs) Okay, we're going to blow something up. Let's all go check this out. Yeah, yeah let's do it. You know, so onto the school bus. No school today. Let's go and blow up a mountain. And then they use that to basically build up this dam wall uh, without any cement. I mean, it, as you mentioned, is, a, is an engineering marvel, really. Yeah, it certainly is and that it stands true today and has endured, you know, some incredible pressure under that 2011 flood really is just incredible. We actually had a a viewer write in and say that they were there during that 2011 flood and that the whole damn wall had this vibration going through it. That raised a lot of concern for the water management board, but it was fine and it will continue to do its job forever. Just amazing. I really enjoyed seeing the other side of the dam wall with the water inlets that flow back down towards Kununurra and just seeing that 
force of the water coming out of the lake and heading up towards the diversion dam, which mm. is much closer to Kununurra, was just incredible. Yes, and they've put in a hydroelectric plant here that basically powers the entire region. In fact, they now only use a third of the power that they generate uh, because the Argyll diamond mine that was using up another third of the power has closed in the last year. So they they have more water and more power for a, such a remote location than you can imagine. Amazing. Okay, let's talk about the, the caravan park and the resort facilities. What I love is that you can literally stay here for $10 a night if you're just in a swag or if you've got seven or eight friends, you can get into their premium Lakeview Villa for $1,000 a night. Which, to be honest, when you look at the location and that beautiful view that it has, is quite a good price, I think, for somewhere like this. The resort and caravan park is fantastic and everything that you need, whether you are coming out for a couple of nights or whether you are staying a week like we did, Lots of shady areas with plenty of sites for caravans, whether they are powered or unpowered. As you mentioned, Paul, they have the Lakeview Villas. They also have some smaller style safari tents and bungalows if you're coming without your RV. And then, of course, they have a little convenience store within the reception area and a great restaurant and beer garden. And we enjoyed a couple of meals there. Look, whilst the menu is fairly small, the food was good. And being so remote, you do need to bring everything with you as far as your food and beverages go. So we did a big shop in Kananara, but to be honest, we could have bought a little bit more fresh produce. Hence why we went up a couple of times and enjoyed a meal at the restaurant, live music, which was fantastic, at the beer garden and also on the big green lawn that overlooks the lake and is a really nice spot to take in the sunset colours of the ranges. And of course, probably the most famous part of the Lake Argyle Resort and Caravan Park is that infinity pool. You will have seen photos of it on any social media. It recently won the best infinity pool in the world competition. Mm -hmm. Who knew there was such a thing? (laughs) It was just beautiful being in that pool, overlooking the lake, taking in, you know, the various times of the day and the different colours that come off the ranges. I think they're the two real highlights for the resort that they provide acoustic music on the lawn at sunset and then over in the beer garden, that the infinity pool is as spectacular as the images look. They also provide uh, an optional $10 experience, which is slow flow yoga every morning on the lawn that, again, looks over the pool and the ranges of Lake Argyle. So, I think it's a really great place that you would come to thinking I'll spend two or three nights and very quickly extend your stay for a week at least because the environment is so relaxing and so rewarding. We found the campsite as busy as it was when we first arrived to be very quiet. As soon as 9pm came around, it was still and those stars and it was still beautiful temperature, about 22 degrees at night. So, yeah, we loved our time here. 
Yeah, we certainly did. And look, there was no sign of it slowing down. Normally their peak season does start to slow down as the temperature rises, but it was still plenty busy enough. We read some reviews about their check-in process that people weren't overly fond of, but I found that once we arrived, it certainly made sense. We made a pre-booking reservation, which we would highly recommend, particularly if you are visiting in the peak season. And when you arrive, you do see the parking attendant before you go into reception and he will either assign you a site number or ask you to pull around and wait up at the front of the park, which is exactly what happened to us. We arrived on time just before 10am and we ended up waiting a couple of hours for our site to be ready. But what they do is they assess each day who's coming and going. They are very open to you extending your stay here, which means that they have to play that game of Tetris, similar to what we experienced at Edith Falls Mm. in the Northern Territory, where they look at what sites are becoming available, what sizes are the new rigs coming in, and they play that matchy-matchy game to make everybody happy. So whilst it may be not your usual roll-in, head-into-reception-and-check-in style, we found it worked fine. We scored ourselves an awesome site. It was really big, very shady, and, yeah, it was just great. Yeah, I think we did. Jag, one of the bigger sites. Uh, There are larger areas if you are off-grid, unpowered. Uh, There are plenty of tent sites. And they also had a huge amount of sites available for people with pop-top roof tents, uh, smaller vehicles. So I think that the way they have designed and managed the park, as you say, Katie, is very good. One of the best parts of our rival really was that it was Jasper's fifth birthday the following morning. And so that meant instead of us celebrating a birthday with him, we we turned it into a birth week. Well, he did really, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah, look, I think it's quickly becoming a birth month. We are still celebrating here and there. And I love it because he'll tell everybody, yeah, I had my fifth birthday at about Lake Argyle, which I think is just so gorgeous. We decided to create a a birthday treasure hunt for him under his request. Uh, It was something that we'd done a couple of years ago. And so that was a really great location too, to be able to create a, a rhyming treasure hunt that included presents that we'd find in the van and also outside in the environment. And yeah, it was just a, a really joyful time to be in such a beautiful location for a birthday. Yeah, it was awesome and we had a fantastic day. And thank you to everybody who sent in messages for Jasper for his birthday. He was overwhelmed with love and happy birthday messages. Now, we mentioned that you can book all of your tours from the reception area uh, at Lake Argyle Resort. We had been told about one particular tour operator. It's called the Lake Argyle Cruises, and they are proudly displaying their slogan, the original and the best. And from our experience, we would say, book it. This was one of the best, if not, well, from my personal experience, the best tour that we have done as a family to date. 
Yeah, it was really beautiful. And they do offer a number of different cruises on the lake at different times throughout the day. We went on their Sunset Magic Cruise, which I just love the name of, three hours. And it was just, as you say, Paul, perfect. A great combination, everything that you want in an experience like this, you want to receive all of that awesome information, but you don't want to be inundated and you also want it to feel very relaxed and very fun and this cruise had it all. Yes, certainly. We were collected by Bruce, our bus driver, who drove us the short few kilometres down to the water's edge. We then boarded our very comfortable vessel and were met by our skipper, Captain Francis, who was such a knowledgeable guy. And I think he really made this tour so much better. Yeah, again, it is always about the people, isn't it? And that lasting impression or that memory that you create really is based on the experience that you have with your tour guide or fellow travellers on the tour. And Francis was fantastic. He included Jasper in everything even allowing him to take the steering wheel and drive the boat home at the end of the afternoon. So it really was just a great experience that showcased the best of Lake Argyle. We got to see wildlife. I mean, this place is amazing. It is a wildlife haven. There are 270 species of bird that call Lake Argyle home, three freshwater turtle species that live in the lake, an estimated 30 thousand freshwater crocodiles that live in the lake. We saw rock wallabies. We saw some of the coolest species of fish, I think, that we've seen on our travels to date. Yes, this uh, species was the seven-spotted archer fish. And what was so great about this was that Francis pulled the boat right up onto the shore, turned the engines off and handed us all a piece of white bread and said, just hang it over the edge of the boat about a metre and a half off the water and then just wait. And so we all did this and next minute this particular fish started spitting or shooting water from the surface up to hit the bread, thinking that it was hitting an insect or something that it may be able to have as food. So it was quite exciting when all of a sudden all these Water shoots started getting spat by this fish species up to all of the bread and the boat was just laughing and just going, have you ever seen anything like this? It's crazy and so much fun. And and all of us had a great time being the target for these uh, special little fish. Yeah, absolutely. I just loved hearing all of the giggles and we all, uh, I think, turned into kids for that moment and really, really enjoyed that. So it really is a wildlife haven with over 22 species of fish making the lake home. Fisherman's paradise. I'm sure you could while away plenty of hours out on the lake trying to get that perfect catch. Tell us about your perfect catch, Paul. Okay, I absolutely loved this part of the tour. In fact, I think this was the icing on the cake. Captain Francis got us out into the open water and he first uh, pulled down a a really wonderful map and showed us our location and gave us all of the facts and stats about the lake. 
And then he said, who's ready for a dip? So he pulled into this beautiful bay area and we could look back and see the sun starting to set. We all grabbed our pool noodles because it is fresh water. There's not all that buoyancy that you normally get when you're in a a saltwater environment. Uh, And to be honest, I think everyone needed a pool noodle. You can't really dog paddle for that long. We're all in the water and Francis yells out, beer or champagne? By now we're all in a you know 20 metre radius all bobbing around on our pool noodles. He said, okay, if I do beers first. If you want a beer, yell out beer. And so people just started yelling out beer, beer. He started launching these beers off the boat and hopefully you were there ready to catch it. Well, he threw them out and I was uh, one of the lucky ones who had the perfect throw and the perfect catch. And then he invited anyone else who'd like champagne back to the boat where he poured a glass of champagne and there was also soft drink available as well, which was great. And Jasper had some apple juice. I think the the real highlight of this moment was about to follow though. Oh my goodness, Yes. Simple things in life that really leave a lasting impression. A little floating esky lid with a little platter of cheese dips and bickies. And Francis bent down, pushed it out onto the water, and it literally just floated between the groups of people who were enjoying their beverage on their pool noodle, watching this spectacular Mm. sunset and the colours of the sky. I mean, it was one of those moments, I think, where you do stop and you know, pinch yourself and think, Mm. okay, I really need to just acknowledge this moment because it is so far out of the ordinary. Here I am, you know, in this incredible environment. And whilst it's all fairly simple, you know, I'm enjoying a beverage and a little bit of cheese and bickies on a platter. What made it so special was the location And as you said at the top of the podcast, Paul, the fact that we can still be enjoying these sorts of experiences at this point in time is just so incredible. I think there was a moment too, as a a group, as a collective, that we all had that Mm realisation. There was really no limit on the drinks. You know, we mostly probably had two drinks each. Some people had three or four, uh, but there wasn't a, you know, restriction, only two drinks. It was very free and easy and everyone was having a good laugh and people, as you said, were in their different groups. And then as that sun started to dip behind the mountain ranges of Lake Argyle, it got quieter. It didn't get louder and more boisterous. People really just were, I think, just blown away by this moment of freedom and environment and clarity, just stunning, stunning area. Yeah, it really was. And we recommend if you are headed out to Lake Argyle, the Sunset Magic Cruise with Lake Argyle Cruises is so worth it. Look, I think that's why Captain Francis allowed Jasper to drive the boat. He was the only one on the vessel that hadn't had a drink, (laughs) hopefully besides the captain, of course. (laughs) <laughs> Good point, Dal. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, my gosh. So what a way to end our time in Lake Argyle. Uh, as we mentioned, there are so many other tours and tour operators, including scenic joy flights, helicopters straight off the edge of the caravan and resort area. Uh, you can also book trips to the Bungle Bungles, uh, out to the Horizontal Falls, to Mitchell Falls, I mean, this is really the location 
to explore further afield as well. There is a museum about three kilometres down the road that is also worth a visit. You only need a couple of hours to explore that and learn a little bit more about the history, particularly around the Durack family, this you know, basic tenant farmers that became cattle kings of the Lake Argyle region, the cultures of the area and how they coexisted. So quite a great history buffs experience if you wanted to do something that wasn't water-based. Otherwise, our other tip would be if you can and you can stay long enough, get yourself a barbecue pontoon. I think that would be another great way to take in the water. Yes, and I think we will do that on our return visit to Lake Argyle. All right, we're going to leave it there for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Next week, we have got an awesome road trip. It is over a thousand kilometres from Kununurra all the way to Broome. And we'll also be taking in one of Australia's most famous or infamous water crossings, the Ivanhoe Crossing. Katie's going to get behind the wheel. Will we survive? (laughs) Talk about putting me out of my comfort zone and looking forward to seeing that beautiful ocean once again. Yes, and those beautiful ocean breezes. (laughs) Yes, yeah, for sure. All right, and a little bit of exploring around Kununurra as well. For now, we'll say goodbye. Dream big, look after yourself, look after your family. And happy trails. Feel the journey, feel